Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Time for another episode of Matt Manley's Ice Cream Social. Sit across from me, Paul Manningly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And on the knobs and dials, Jacob, the audio guy. Preaching Woo-hoo. fun. Preaching fun, baby. All right. Uh, we have some. We have the most guests we've ever had in the churn. We're yep. very excited about this. Three on one single podcast. I this can't is a new record. It. There's a lot of voices to keep track of, and it's all dudes, just so it makes it more confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, of course, we have all everybody here from the future stars of wrestling are here. Yes. We're so psyched. The local Las Vegas promotion, exceptional wrestling crew. We've already subjected them to an embarrassing and quick photo shoot. Yes. <laughs> I just uh, went nuts downstairs. <laughs> I'm rock hard, actually. Lots of photos. Um, but uh, let's start. Let's, let's start with Commissioner Cover. We have the commissioner Uh-oh. here. Yes, the commissioner Cover is here. Yes. Are you oh, getting him getting, on the mic? Is he nice? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Uh, commissioner Cover, you you set up the matches. You schedule the matches. I oversee the officiating. You oversee the officiating. I'm the boss. You're the boss. At least I answer to the owners of FSW. Okay, so you have owners, but you answer to them. But you you run the show. I run the show. Uh, is Las Vegas? <laughs> Las Vegas is your. You shouldn't be able to run a waterfall. So... Oh, oh, see, Sal, you need to just sit over there, my friend. We're getting, we're getting we're some, not even uh, over to you yet. Some definite uh, dissension no, was, in the ranks. Yeah. Not only is Sally not Sally, Sally is not into this. Sally, wh- what do you think about what the commissioner's done so far with the with the promotion? Watch yourself here. Oh boy. No, listen. Uh, for anybody that knows us, uh, Commissioner Cover and I. Uh, Dear close personal friends. Oh, it sounds like it. Facebook and Twitter, you know, we we travel, we eat, we do things like that, you know, in a totally non-pink way. You know, just two guys. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, I'm okay with it being a pink way if you're worrying about me. (laughs) That's why I directed it at him. At Paul, yeah. That's why I put my, you can't see, but I put my hand up and he can't hear me if I do. That's true. That's a good point. Um, It's a good good audio bit for the podcast right there. You like that? That's what I try to do. He, uh, he, I think he's a puppet. Hey, Whoa! Now. I think he's a pup. This is wow. tough talk. Now you so, are a uh, you're a manager. I am the manager. You are the manager. I so you manage the champ. That we have the champ here, right? Uh, at one time, uh, the champ and I uh, were joined as a bit of a union. Okay. Uh, I was a consigliere sort of uh, capacity to him. I don't want to. I don't say speak I was French. What is it? What's going on? Uh, that's Italian for counselor. Oh. oh, got it. What's that? Excuse me. Whoa! Oh, the oh, t- here is thick already. Bad wow. blood. Okay, right. Let's talk to the champ. We got wow. Kevin Cross is here. Yes, Kevin, you're the champ. The FSW World Heavyweight Champion, Kevin Cross. Oh, hello there. <laughs> How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great. You are a physical beast of a man. Yes. Another <laughs> Agreed. Another good audio joke. Uh, 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 no, we're gonna be tweeting out the photos. Yeah, we're almost gonna know what's going on here, but. Uh, now, but you recently won the championship, or how long have you been the champ? I've been the champion since September of last year, and I've been undefeated for over 700 days in Future Stars of Wrestling. Wow. Wow. That is Now, you serious. used to have a, a manager, a consigliere? I did. Sally was doing a great job, and then uh, this is one of those things we're not supposed to talk about, but you know what? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Uh, would you, Paulie, like to explain to everyone, since you completely never explained to anyone in Future Stars of Wrestling, why you told Sally that he wasn't allowed to manage me anymore and we weren't allowed to air that? Do you want to get oh. into that? Because Whoa. this happened right around the time that the three uh, guys with the lucha masks showed up 
beat the living daylights out of me, and that was the very first day you actually asked Sal not to come out to the ring with me. Do we want to get wow. into this? Wow. It's a strange coincidence. I, Fresh I dirt. Asked, I asked him not to come out with you because I assigned him with the bonus boys, oh. and he is now manager of the bonus boys. It has nothing to do with you. He just has to focus on them. They were attacking the youngsters of FSW, so just to get his mind in the game with them, I took him away from you. That's all. That's this all. sounds like a setup. Hmm. It sounds like you set up Kevin. It's weird. You can say what you want to say, but that's... that's I'm going to. No, I think he did. That's well, weird. now, not to take anything away from the bonus boys, but how much more bonus can you get than the champ? I mean, you've been prevented from being the spokesman for the man now, of I didn't FSW. I think this was going to be pile on. Uh, Commissioner well, I, no, it's not. I did. Things just happened. We're talking here. Their time you know, may come, but, but right now it does seem like uh, you've been put in the role of... Uh, well, I, neither of these two gentlemen seem to be very happy with you right now. Well, let me interject for a moment. See, I've never had a personal issue with Pauly Cover, Okay. Anyone who would have been in Pauly Cover's position as the commissioner in Future Stars of Wrestling, I would have gave a hard time to because I'm the type of individual. I don't really subscribe to the philosophy of someone telling me what I'm supposed to be doing, when I'm supposed to be doing it, what to say, how to walk, what to think. I've given him a very hard time in the position that he's been in. Yeah. But it's had nothing to do with him as a person. Actually, at the point that we're at right now, I don't think there's a better person for the job that he has, and I've put him through the ringer. Um, I know what comes with the territory of being FSW World Heavyweight Champion or being a champion anywhere. These are the things that you're going to have to deal with. I think the things that he has orchestrated, whether he wants to admit it or not, would have happened to me regardless just because of ah. my personality type. Okay. He's made a lot of enemies backstage. He doesn't have too many friends in FSW. It's true. Some guys came out of nowhere and jumped him, and he, he blames it on me. It okay. has nothing to do with me. I wasn't even there at the time. The lights went out. Yeah, right. They attacked him. Well, when you're the champ, you do have the target on your back at all right. times. That's yeah. that's one of those things. However, Sally, do you think you, if you had been in charge of the champ at this time, you would have had perhaps a better system in place for more security around him or a way to keep these kinds of events from happening with this level of frequency? Or Kevin Cross has never needed any extra security. Right. He does it all on his own. Mm -hmm. But I would say, yes, Paul, I do have other associates and friends who hang around the back who are always ready at my disposal. You've seen it before. Yes. I've managed many a champion in FSW. Mm -hmm. Kevin Cross is no different. That's what I do. I help my champ. I help my wrestlers. And there are some people, I don't want to mention any names, but there are some people in this organization. You can. Most of our listeners won't know them, so you can just probably name them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, Paulie Cover. <laughs> oh, we know him. He's okay. Joe yeah. DeFalco. Oh. Don't know him. He's the owner of FSW. Okay. And then Rocky T, who's the other owner yeah. of FSW. You see, I, I don't like to play by the rules okay. very often. See, that's the problem with FSW is nobody in the organization wants to play by the rules. That's right. That's why there, a commissioner was appointed. That's sure. why I'm in the job, and that's why I'm all of your... Okay. Hey, hey, don't get... Because yeah. I have to enforce the I rules. Will, I will say you do have a rather thankless position because as many FSW shows as I've seen, yeah. it is hard to keep these guys in control. There's always some second-tier dude... Coming in in the middle of matches. I mean, I I would say two out of three matches, 
have some sort of interference. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Kevin, I, maybe it's not that high, but the one that I've seen. No, that's heavy. Right. That's a, is that a statement against the commissioner? Because that's a no, lot of interference. It's a I was appointed commissioner. Right, like, oh, okay. This is the problem with right. FSW. You know, FSW needs, <laughs> maybe they do need uh, some wrestlers with a little more respect for the rules. Sure. I think the champ does respect the rules. I think, well, I, what, what, what shows have you been to? No, I know. The, the times that I've seen him wrestle, no, you. he's always above the board. He's always playing it on the level. Okay, and that's why he's got the you belt. Will, recently. Right, you always give somebody. Uh, uh, you always give them the time limit. You always tell them if you don't do this in ten seconds. You're very, you're very considerate. Wait, exactly. You said recently, you so coming up the ranks, were you more of a dirtier player? Well, gone, this man. is this is this is the truth. Okay, this is the truth. <laughs> Real piece of shit. Yeah. So basically, coming into this, I wasn't here to waste any time. I wanted the thing that I have on right now, which is the FSW World Heavyweight Championship. You're wearing that thing, sitting down, it looks. That's right. Exhausting. It looks like one of those uh, ab machines. It would be exhausting for you, but if you want to get nuts, I'll slam your head through the computer screen. Whoa. Right now, right, go ahead. Everybody. We need go that. Ahead. We need that so, computer screen. Yeah. I mean, you know. If we could just choose a different thing to slam a head into. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of yeah. windows in here, wall? too. Yeah. Windows, windows are fine. Windows are fine. There's a windows, fan on the ceiling. Fan is yeah. fine. Fan is fine. So, basically, Fair play. I got into this business. This is what I wanted. And there was a, a whole lot of roadblocks right in front of me that prevented me from getting this. I didn't want to waste any time. So I did what I had to do to get it. And I would expect anybody to do exactly what I did. They just don't have the balls to do it. I went in the ring. I said, who do I have to beat in order to get here? I fast-tracked myself. I'm not waiting for people to give me these opportunities. That's not how I operate. If I needed to handcuff a guy to the ropes and beat him half to death, then I was going to do that in front of his friends and family. That's that was a good time. Wow. It was. That I was had a great a time. time that night. Yeah. Well, you know I mean? for, that was a good night. for some, You're I You're talking about a guy who was your friend for many years, a man that you managed, a former two-time champion that he beat the shit out so of. So who is this? That got, that got Tyshawn the, uh, Prince. Tyshawn Prince. So Tyshawn Prince. Chased him straight out of FSW. Who, if I'm not mistaken, had held the belt for a while. Yeah. And if uh, I'm not mistaken, he used to play for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. 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 Okay. That's same same <laughs> guy. It's a monster. <laughs> same lad. Yeah. Broke a chair over his back. <laughs> same lad. Yeah. And uh, that's, what he, that's what he stopped being able to dunk. Right after the chair got broke over his back. Yeah, that's right. You won't be able to do anything. Yeah. And that's how, that's how you have to treat people like that. The guy's an absolute freak of nature. What, are you going to walk uh, walk up to him and, and have an arm wrestling contest? Absolutely not. No. no oh, look at this. That. There's a steel chair over here. I'll be right back. Don't That'll move. work. Right. Bang. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris Masters showed up. All right, know? so so you're 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 uh, you're not a people's champion. You're more of an edgy champion. No, no, no. I would definitely say I'm not a people's champ. I'm a people's executioner. I give people exactly what they want. They want people to get dive bombed on their heads, and that's exactly what I give them each and every time they come through that door. They pay the ticket. They want to see somebody catch the doomsday. That's what I bring to the mm -hmm. show. Okay. The doomsday. Yeah. Well, doomsday. Like, so doomsday Saito. How, how long have you been wrestling? I've been wrestling for just about a year and a half. A year and a half. So you just got into this. That's right. So you guys, let's talk about, you have a big show. we got to plug this. You have a big show coming up at the Silverton Casino on April 15th, right? Yes. Absolutely. April 15th. It's, it's a Future Star Wrestling event. Uh, what's the event actually called? Tax Day. <laughs> you know what? Pay up. That's actually that's not a bad idea. Huh? I've heard day. I've heard rumors that they may name the show Best in the World because I've actually requested a match with Timothy Thatcher. If you guys are familiar with him, okay, he's very very good. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, and he's from a different league. Yeah, he's uh, he's been wrestling all over the world. He has a shooter style of wrestling. A lot of people compare him to William Regal, Chris Benoit. Okay, so very dangerous guy. So and this very, is the thing, uh, right? So. That's a, that's a very uh, wrestler's type wrestler, yes. right? Like, like he's going to go to ground and really try and out-wrestle you, yeah. out-technical out you. Guy's missing teeth. He puts holds on people. He's trying to break people's fingers yeah, or toes yeah, yeah. or neck. That's, he's got his woo. fingers in their eyes. And that's soccer. the great thing about Kevin is, is, you know, Kevin's background goes 
not just wrestling. I mean, mm-hmm. MMA and, and killing people. And stuff I was going like to point that. out he's wearing a he's in the churn here wearing a pride a pride fighting t shirt. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I was kind of thinking you know maybe maybe you had a little MMA background as well. You know, I'll give you something exclusive right for this. Okay. Uh, one of my coaches for the longest time was Mauricio Veo. He's an original. Uh, guy from Shoot a Box. Yeah. Okay. His brother's Dita. And uh, I kind of came up uh, in a family full of fighters, boxing and wrestling, but I had spent the most time with him. And when I moved out here to Vegas, I was actually training with uh, Team Vanderlei and then moved over to Syndicate. So initially I came out here to, to do uh, professional uh, prize fighting. fighting. Look okay. Yeah. So, but uh, I could never deny myself the passion for professional wrestling. It was always in the back of my head. This is something that I was actually preventing myself to go to at an earlier time because... You know, I just, it was, it was really, I had this whole collection of people around me telling me that I was very good at particular things like, uh, you know, fighting and so forth. But really what I wanted to do was I wanted to be here where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's very difficult to get away from the support system for one thing and go to another support system where you have nothing. To follow your own love, yes. to follow the thing that really drives you as mm-hmm. opposed to what people think you should be doing. Yeah. You can't hit people with a chair in, in prize fighting. No. And that's you really can. what I always want to do. The, well, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they it's frowned upon. You won't be lined up for the next main event, but right. here you will. So let's let's actually talk about uh, That's fascinating to me. So, so obviously, the, I think the biggest mistake people think about uh, wrestling is that you don't have to actually be tough or actually be that crazy of an athlete you know it seems like the silliest it really does seem like the silliest thought process there it does but you you do not these people these these people do not get credited for being athletic or actually physically tougher that these somehow that the that the rings are arranged a certain way or the turnbuckles are so stuffed with the ropes or whatever like nothing really matters or hurts or that when you guys have a steel chair it's somehow rigged in a way that it wouldn't actually hurt or makes more noise or something (laughs) it certainly seems like everything hurts but it's about it's a it takes it takes a real toughness right it does, and I'll tell you the strangest fucking thing that I've actually encountered since I've uh, embarked on this journey. So when I go back to the places I used to train and I run into guys that I used to spar with and people I've known my whole life, uh, they always, and these guys are prize fighters, they always come up to you and they'll, they'll always be like, you know, like, uh, you know, these guys don't think like they're actually tough or anything, right? Like, like they, they know it's fake. So that's Snobbery like, right in the gym, right? Yeah, and it's like I, I look at them and I'm just like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I mean, what, what, what is going on in your head? Like, there's... I see now that there is like with prize fighters and MMA guys, they're almost threatened by professional wrestling. And I don't understand where that insecurity comes from. I I have absolutely no idea. I think they're bothered that people enjoy the spectacle so much of professional wrestling, sometimes over mixed martial arts, that they feel that they need to like personally attack or downgrade pro wrestling. Yeah. It's very bizarre to me. It's a really strange we, thing. Yeah, why we end up talking on this show so much is because we joke that Paul's the nerd and I'm the jock. I like sports and Paul's like like nerdy stuff. And I think it's this beautiful um, cross-section of where you have to be a real physical specimen, mm-hmm. but you have to have an element of performance to you that the, the toughest motherfucker in the gym might not be able to hold a microphone or talk to someone or look interesting in front of a crowd of people watching. Huge you know, part of it. There's a, there's a, the, the amount of the, the cross-pollination of athleticism with stage presence uh, and personality is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. It's crazy. It's as crazy to me as you know someone going and watching Terminator Genesis and then like going to the red carpet and going up to Arnold and be like, you know, that was the most unbelievable thing I ever saw. There's, you know, robots walk around people's fucking skin on. I mean, you expect me to believe that? Star Wars? You think you could make laser lightsabers and right. fucking throw people with your mind? It's like, what's wrong with you? Would you, like, where do, where where does that come from where you feel that you need to, to do something like that? It's very yeah, it bizarre. makes no sense. No. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, 
Your family is also fighters? Yes. Uh, my father and my grandfather uh, were fighting with boxing and wrestling for a very long time. They're out okay. of another old now. They're always fighting now. But, but you I don't have brothers up- or sisters that are in, the, in this world at all? I, no, I do, actually. Uh, I have five sisters, and I have two brothers, and I'm the oldest. Wow. Yeah. The oldest of eight? Yes. Did I do the math on that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so the oldest of eight. Donnelly, doing some math. Oh, look, it's a new day. It's Woo. a new day. What do you got, six in your family? I have six. Yeah, I'm one yeah. of six. Middle child, so I need a lot of attention. I go in front of a microphone. you the <laughs> oldest child. You have to protect them. You go into fighting. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's that, That's my armchair psychologist working well, rapid th- fire. They're all disturbed. They can protect themselves. <laughs> Unfortunately, that, that, that cultivated environment... Uh, <laughs> Transcended was there as any well. flack from people you were close to or people you admire when you made this move from fighting to wrestling? Absolutely. Like some of it was malicious. Some of it was like, you know, uh, you know, fuck this guy. Like uh, he gave up, you know, he had something good going and he gave up because he didn't want it. And, you know, honestly, uh, part of me really didn't want it to an extent because my focus was somewhere else. And I have no problem admitting that. Mm-hmm. I feel worse. You for the were guys. a good and promising fighter. Yes. Mixed martial arts I, or I boxing? Can, uh, mixed martial arts. Mixed I never martial wa- arts. I never wanted to do 12 rounds in my life. Okay. I have no problem saying that. <laughs> stand there and throw 300 rounds. You know, it's the gym wars that really kill the fighters. It's not the fights themselves. Oh, interesting. It's training, you know, four to five to seven days a week, sparring, getting blasted in the head. You, you sometimes lose your chin before you even make it to the fight because it's oh, not like Oh. But uh, it was just, a, it was unusual. Some guys were like, oh, you know, he didn't want it. And I, I was going to say, I feel worse for the guys that stay there in denial that don't want it because they're too insecure to stop doing this from the uh, the, the fallout that they'll get from their other guys. It's like they all condition They don't want to lose their friends. Yeah, or like they just, they're afraid of how they're going to look. It's like life, you know, there's more to life than just this. And they mm-hmm. attach their identity to these things. And I see guys just get like literally punched out over the years. Just because they just want to, that's their only merit of, yes, I, I stuck this out. So that's what they person. got. Yeah. And it's, you have to have the same courage that you would to step into the ring of the cage actually to get out of the ring of the cage. And a lot of guys well, don't have that. Well, someone who's quit many sports, I thank you for this speech. Well, <laughs> actually, you've, you've inspired me. Amen. I don't want to be an audio guy anymore. No, no, no. no. So, Jay, I, I, I'm out. <laughs> no, Jay. I didn't know you were. <laughs> There it is. There it is. I've been Manager. sitting over here waiting for that there one. I'm just going to turn tee the microphone up, off up. real quick. Um, so clearly, you had the passion to pursue professional wrestling in your heart for a long time. Yes. Testament to that, the fact that you've so quickly gone through the ranks and attained the championship. Yes. So I got... I mean, I'm just just as an outsider, right? So a year and a half to become the champ has got to be no joke, right? That that's, can't be That's common. fast. That's the most ridiculous thing. That's really ever. fast. Absolutely. <laughs> it never happens, and the fans noticed it. I noticed it personally. The owners noticed it, and he, he moved right up. He got in there. He... He became champion quickly, and then he had to prove himself afterwards. So let's talk about this. So, so, so when you have someone like a Kevin coming up the ranks like this, gaining interest, what you have a lot of people that follow you. But I, what is, how does that affect? Does it does it up your attendance? Does, do you get better venues? How does it? What does it mean? When it you ups have like the an attendance. I Absolutely, mean, especially it, when somebody like Jeff Jarrett notices Kevin Cross, invites him to Global Force Wrestling for their debut program, and then every TV taping after that, when people see Kevin Cross on that format, then it brings. More eyes and bodies to FSW. Now this is we're gonna. I want to get into this. This might be hard. For, I, okay, so so basically, like the you know the obviously the televised WWE has got to be like the big main yeah. deal, yeah. right? Top dog. And then there's all these other kind of leagues, but it's maybe not. Is it is it organized or not organized? In other words, like like baseball to a minor league level, AAA, AA, whatever. Is, is there kind of is there interleague any, play no. between between anything? So leagues just organize themselves, and they all kind of cross pollinate when they think they have something going on. Well, when you have independent organizations. Nobody's under contract to a company. They're working 
in several different places. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some. I know we have a, uh, a working relationship with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Yeah. During, through the United Wrestling Network. A lot of the same stars come back and forth through California. But none of the, none of the storylines, none of the uh, championships cross okay. boundaries. Okay. okay. And so, so when you're saying you're trying to line up a guy for the fight on the 15th, right? This is a guy from another league who's also an up-and-comer, and so now we're hoping to take two uh, up-and-coming stars and give them a, a bigger platform. He's that's made quite the, a name for himself, hope, Timothy right? Thatcher, and uh, Kevin wants him in his debut match in FSW for the championship, but this guy has quite a reputation out there in Evolve right now, if I'm correct, and a champion of Evolve. So it would be a champion versus champion for the FSW title. Ooh. Now, do we that's get a his? Deal. Yeah. Well, Paulie, uh, I would appreciate it if you could work that out. I know. That's yeah, that's, let me let me broker the deal. I think we get the evolved championship should Kevin win. He can't just walk out with our championship. It would look pretty bad if uh, he was walking out with our championship and that evolved title and taking it back to evolve. So that that's be... why I said we should get there. I will speak title. to them, but they have. Done, I'm pretty sure Evolve has a working relationship with WWE right now, so that then you have to deal with the suits on that one. Who gives a shit? It's okay, tough okay. with them. All right. It's WWE well, you're I'm talking sorry, about. I, I do want to know this, though. So, <laughs> that's what I mean. So, like, right now, like, I don't know a ton. You know, as, as, mm-hmm. as we do, we've never talked about something we what know do you, less uh, about. Of the uh, wrestling shows on television, what do you watch? Uh, I just, honestly, I, I listen to podcasts. I'm a big B- Bill Simmons guy. And okay. Bill Simmons okay. is a big sportscaster, but he also loves WWE. He loves pro wrestling. And so mm-hmm. I don't actually uh, get to, to follow a lot of the events, but I always get the recaps because he always goes with Cousin Sal, who's a, who's a writer for Jimmy Kimmel. So Bill Simmons and Jimmy Kimmel, um, um, Bill, Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal always talk about WWE events. Okay. And so what I do know right now is that, they, that the WWE is kind of a... Uh, they're a little starved for a breakout star right now. They're starved, period. Right. For anything. They're, they, their headliners are in their 50s. Right, I'm saying. So they're bringing it back. They brought back Triple H for Royal Rumble. You know, I'm, They've you got know. the Dudley Boys main mainlining events. It's preposterous. The stuff that's going on right now. Hey, hey, hey. Come on. Come Dudley on, boys! Come on! What? Come on! Come on! Let's be serious. This is this is Mattingly straight talk here. We've, you guys, we've hit a Mattingly sore spot. You guys, no. you, you guys can distance yourself. Go ahead, this go, ahead Paul. go ahead. WWE product aside from NXT, NXT is exciting and fun. Yes, still pretty great to watch for the most part because NXT to me. Okay, so if Kev- I could if I could sum up what I know about the WWE, it would be like. Is Cena really our best? That's that that sentence. Uh, that, yeah, and you know that, what? The answer is. Now, unequivocally, yes. Right. Because everyone else is dead. Uh, it's sad. It's terrible. Uh, you know, And that's um, the thing. Is that, and this is also a league. This is a professional league, and it's entertainment and everything else. But it is honestly ravaged by injuries. And well, these that's injuries just it. are yeah. real. We just had Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, have yeah. his terrible retirement right. so early. And he was, without a doubt, one of the breakout guys. Uh, you know, He made WrestleMania 30, what it was, uh, exceptional. And then came in the next WrestleMania to try and bring it in and just worked himself too hard. That's why it blows my mind. Any flack, Kevin, that you might get from any of your other uh, boxing or MMA people, do I guess they're completely unfamiliar with the product. They don't watch it. They don't understand just how dangerous and what a level of commitment to physicality and training you have to have. And how often. How often, How often yeah. you have to do your Injuries craft. are constant and consistent. They're, they can happen even to the best. We mo- had a you know, match most the other night at the Silverton. Mm. 
uh, the Bonus Boys, my tag team, versus the uh, what's the what the hell they call themselves, the Midnight Marvels. Uh, Toothpicks in a, in a <laughs> <laughs> the talking yeah, shit. The commissioner, the commissioner just fucking heads up, midnight marvels. In. You are not. You are persona <laughs> non grata. Excuse me, tag team champions. Sorry, tag team champions. What? Are the long? You know, maybe if they change their bit to the toothpicks, they might get a little more traction. <laughs> Ladder match. Here they come. The toothpicks. <laughs> They're not too sharp. Not too sharp. But they'll get the job done. They so come in a box of say, 500, these guys. Uh-oh. They splintered off of another group. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh, looks like someone's been eating spinach. Here come the toothpicks. We're going to get that green out your teeth. We're going to get the green out your teeth. Look out, cavities. Get me get me out of my cellophane wrapper. I got work to do. I'm cinnamon flavored for your pleasure. <laughs> well, knock your teeth out and the shit in there. Yeah. <laughs> Toothpicks coming through. Um, all right, so uh, if Matt and I ever do get a chance, we'll be the toothpicks. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, no, uh, we both have the outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, both, we we both have, have singlets. We both made have for ridiculous us. singlets. I wear a singlet every night in my ridiculous show. Most unflattering, but uh, it, it does the job. Um, so, real quick, I just wanted to ask uh, Kevin, who in uh, clearly you've been a fan for a while. Mm-hmm. Who did you find most inspirational back in the day? Who were your well, heroes? Back in the day. Uh, the Red very Rooster. <laughs> Don't knock the Red Rooster. Gobbledy Gooker. The Gobbledy Gooker, yes. Everybody loved the Gobbledy Gooker. The Virachi. Duke the Dumpster. <laughs> the dumpster. Man Mountain Rock. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> you know, the very first uh, memory I could ever actually recall having when I was a little uh, kid was the Ultimate Warrior beating Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I think as a kid, everybody liked Hulk Hogan, but I, I gravitated more towards the Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. because I was absolutely out of my mind as a child, and Warrior was absolutely out of his mind. So he was. I saw him shaking the ropes. I was already shaking the furniture and throwing the lamp through the window. So it's just like, where's awesome. the face paint? And that's just <laughs> last week. Right. Yeah. And he stormed the side of Arsenio Hall, ran through the crowd. Yep. <laughs> Whoever is the youngest child in his house must have so much freedom. Like the amount of freedom his, the rest of his older brothers and sisters have made, you know? Right. The parents just by the end they're like, just do whatever you want. Yes. <laughs> just keep it all in the basement. Please don't shake the couch yeah. apart. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's telling then uh, of of where your style is headed and and you know who you're going to try and emulate. So is this the uh, ambition? By the way, you want to you want to go all the way up, right? You, Absolutely. But uh, you know, in in all fairness, you know, uh, the warrior as a person who he let us get to know uh, when he left the business. Uh, you know, he had a YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys have ever watched right. it, inspirational videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. Man, it's uh, it's funny. It's kind of like he allowed us to kind of grow up with him by letting him in or letting us in, I should say, mm-hmm. to who he was. Um, I'm not necessarily trying to emulate anything Warrior did, but he was definitely, uh, I mean, he was my introduction from what I recall to professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, as I grew up, I gravitated more towards the shooter style wrestlers. Um, because that was the environment I was really actually in. I was doing catch wrestling and martial arts and stuff like that. So while I always appreciated all genres of wrestling that I was watching, you know, again, I use the word magnetic. I was really drawn towards the guys that, you know, were deadlifting people for belly to bellies and the, and the headlock throws and the holds and the submissions and stuff like that. I was always drawn towards technical wrestling, I think. Cool. Um, and then uh, JP, 
Uh, I'm sorry. Sally, damn it. Who the hell's JP? Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> Your name Mike, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike. With Mike with Mike and Matt. Like, right. Uh, Sally. I was going to say Sally for some reason. I don't know why I'm trying to make it like Arabian. Um, <laughs> Sally. Anything you want to say, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's his cousin, Sally. Different, that's his, that's cousin Sally. I just created a second manager. Sally. Um, I've never seen those two in, the two, two in the same places. That would actually be hilarious. You come in in a turban one night and to be like, I am Sally Danelli. <laughs> <laughs> the cousin. There you go. How, how do you end up in this in this league? How do you end up in the mix here? Lost How long have you been involved with, uh, with, with the Future uh, Stars of Wrestling? Well, you know, like all of us, uh, I, my father and uh, my uncles, my grandfather, they were all wrestling fans. Okay. Uh, I remember uh, going to the garden at a young age in Nassau Coliseum and Meadowlands and seeing big events. And uh, I remember my first memory was, I can't remember who they were fighting, but it was uh, the Iron Sheik and Don Morocco were tag teaming against somebody, and this wow. is at Nassau Coliseum. i tell you this story before. Yeah, yeah. And they won, and they were walking down, uh, back up the ramp to go backstage, and someone hocked a loogie, and it hit Don Morocco uh, right in oh. the face. Uh, oh. And they looked at each other, and literally pulled this guy from probably you know, six or seven feet up in the stands over mm -hmm. and proceeded to kick the shit out of him. <laughs> oh. And I remember going, those fucking guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my, my father will tell you that when I was a kid, I used to get into fights when we'd go to events because I didn't cheer for Hogan. Okay. I was never a Hogan fan. Uh, I mean, I, I, I... And 30 years later, you've been proven right. <laughs> it took all this time. Took all this time. Now he's pretty much the ultimate heel. Nobody Until he went to the NW. So then I and I always knew that I wasn't going to be a wrestler. Get out of here. I always knew that. Because you're, uh, we were talking to a small. We we're talking to a, a, a shorter guy, right? That's what you meant. Yeah. Oh. I was just going to say I don't like. I don't I like meant, to be athletic. But I meant your. Uh, I meant your dick is too big. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dick is too big. Nice to guy. Too big to fit in the trunks. <laughs> too, can't, can't, there, can't, there are rules. Can't, can't yeah. wrestle with that yeah. with that fucking elephant truck coming yeah. out the yeah. coming out the pants. It's an unfair advantage. <laughs> yeah, they, they they only let him in the tag team division because of that thing. <laughs> Every move is a clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> He's always got a partner. Now, oh yes, yeah, so, so there's this, with all these other leagues out there, right? You see. Um, like we we get sent because we joke about wrestling all the time. We get sent the oddest clips. Our listeners send us the weirdest clips, and I'm sure you have to get sent these all the time. The weirdest clips from these these other leagues where they do things with like magic. The guy did like a dick wrestling thing. Did you see that one? Joey, Joey Ryan. Ryan. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> take that as a yes. It's a that's a well known bit. <laughs> In uh, social media modernization, you know, you're trying to keep everything going. As a commissioner or a, a wrestler manager. Do the does the idea of trying to break something on the internet like that of doing something kind of culty or viral does that ever cross your mind? Absolutely, always. All the time. So we do, wait you, for something. do you do you consider the 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 dick move hack or beautiful? Okay, here's my opinion on that. The first time I saw it, I'm, we all know Joey Ryan. Kevin wrestled Joey Ryan for Global Force Wrestling. He's a good friend of mine. A, he's a great okay. guy. Yeah, he's a heck, hell of a guy. He's very funny. That move, I think, is brilliant. Seeing it a hundred times over and over, I think, is absolutely <laughs> annoying. But I'm sure for the crowd the that's there, it's absolutely wonderful. And I think 
it, it, it's, it's, it toes the line. Again, the credit you talked about, that, Kevin, that people get or don't get. I like the idea that people go like, oh my gosh, like how, how could they think that? And like they, they think it's as funny as you do. Yes. Yeah. Like they're not yeah. doing it thinking mm-hmm. we're getting away with dick magic. <laughs> yeah. No, you're yeah, right. No. They're saying we should do something crazy in the ring. Let's do something hilarious. I think that right? every day. <laughs> I, I'm getting away with dick magic. I put it I have it I have it in the condensation in the mirror. I write that so every morning I get out of the shower, I just see dick magic. Jacob does get away with dick magic. <laughs> you don't want every match on a show to be, you know, a shoot style match or you don't want a hardcore match or sometimes you have to have the bushwhackers come out and lick a few kids oh, to uh, <laughs> to break up all of the violence that's Again, going on. Euphemism or truth. That's what we don't truth. Truth. I remember the bushwhackers. Luke that is oh, There's yeah, a two pack yeah. coming out real soon. I can't wait to grab them. They're finally getting the figure. Hacksaw the, the Jim tell. Duggan way ahead of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of blue collar comedy. Crew. I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out yeah. to uh, one of our listeners, uh, RJ Santos, who you may be familiar with, mm-hmm. who is also a wrestler in the leagues around and, uh, and travels around. He's one of our listeners, came out to our show, uh, came out to see Fifty Shades a couple weeks ago and uh, was very complimentary of you. And yeah, so. Shout out to RJ, okay. another uh, one of our uh, wrestler listeners. Um, but uh, yeah, way to so, stop the conversation for a no, shout out. No, 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 no. For so for uh, <laughs> is he trying so to get booked? Is that what you? Know? Is that what you <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So for the for the gimmick stuff, this is the thing. I think I think we we're on to something early on with tax day. You guys need to take it. You need to take it Mick Foley style, and you need to straight up just fill the ring with thumbtacks. <laughs> And call it tax day. Tax day. And it is on. And it's hardcore as you can get. That should be whoever fights Funny Bone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Funny Bone is your hardcore champion, right? Yeah. No. Uh, no, we sort. don't have. What, what is he? No, he's the No Limits champion. No Limits yeah. Well, champion. No Limits means tax day, so have a blast, Funny right. Bone. Right, yeah. Tax <laughs> Take care of that. Enjoy your tax Kevin, don't. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Kevin Cross. He's a beautiful human being. I don't yeah, think we're going to do the old tax to the moneymaker yeah, on He's that got one. a good 25 we... years before he has to do tax day matches. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have never seen someone look Less interested in an idea than Kevin just looked when Paul Brown. I don't blame him. Oh, tax day! I'll be right back. Yeah, I I think we're off that night. Have to return some videotapes. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta wash my head. (laughs) I I was gonna say to your to your thing about uh, Joey and uh, what is it officially called now? What is it called? Does anyone know? I know one was, I think it was the penis flip. Okay, penis flip. Something Let's like, roll with that. It's, called it's the, the first thing that came flip. out. It's a, uh, oh, let me, I, I, uh, let me consult my government websites here. Officially, it is the penis whip. Yes. I, conta- flip. I contacted him the as soon as I flip. saw that. And I said to him, like, you know what? Good on you because typically all of the attention on pro wrestling is like really negative, unfortunately. Like it, with, with mainstream media, it's usually suicides. Or murders, right? Or drug overdose? Yeah, so Joey, like early death. Uh, a yeah. lot of stuff about for for sure. steroid it's abusers. Like, finally, for once, you know, there's world streaming media, and it's something entertaining mm-hmm. and not something negative. And for people who right. want to rip on Joey for doing that, if they really love pro wrestling and they want to protect it, quote unquote, uh, like they portray, you know, their comments to be, you know, they're trying to protect the business and blah blah blah. It's like they should really be praising him for that because now everyone even the casual viewer who doesn't watch pro wrestling may turn this on and may see other things that they like or may see other guys that they like. No one ever thinks about it like that. Everyone's always like, you know, got to work ahead, you know, start slow and taper off, you know, all this stupid <laughs> stuff. It's just like I'm so mortified by the statement, this guy is killing the business. This business is never going to die. No. You can't kill this business. And when no. you see him uh... – in Japan, and a Japanese wrestler is grabbing his crotch in the Japanese commentary that's happening. 
you, you can't beat that. Oh, it's no. going to be spectacular. It's awesome. <laughs> do you, do you, There's a headline online right here that is, uh, American cock so big and so strong. <laughs> there you go. And that's about uh, Sally. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. about Sally. Yeah. Keeping that's him from the ring. my first album. American <laughs> <laughs> cock. So big. Do you so get strong. to go international? Do you go over to other countries and wrestle? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that. Um, I'm, uh, I don't have the uh, paperwork yet for it, but I was contacted by someone. I won't mention his name. Maybe he doesn't want me to, but I believe he'll be going to India in the next three months to work in front of 20,000 people. Holy wow. shit. And I will be arranging for the FSW title to be defended there, if you're okay with that, Paulie. We'll talk about that, but that in doesn't India? sound negative yeah. to me. And then actually, <laughs> my, uh, under my first year, I was actually contacted by Anoki, and I was brought to Japan. Under my first year, and I competed in Japan. Wow! I know the Genome Federation. So that's awesome, Paul. How long have you been with FSW? Five years now. Five years. So, how exciting is it for Kevin to come your way? It's yes, wonderful. please tell me. <laughs> I'll get into it. I'll get into it. Oh wow! So, starting in the Indies in Ohio, that's where I'm from. Yeah. You see a lot of farmers, a lot of really fat guys, a lot of really skinny guys. It, the Indies... All of them are represented in this room right now. Exactly. <laughs> we... Name a skinny guy. We were the independent organization, <laughs> the, the five of us. <laughs> Kevin would no, be nowhere to be found. When he showed up in FSW, and we have a lot of talent in FSW, a lot of really in-shape, great guys, but it's hard to find somebody... What are you, 6'4"? Yes. 200... 250, 250. 260. I'll float between there. And solid Build muscle. That doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Not in any organization. So when he shows up, everybody looks. And that's why... I mean, that's why I've been picking on him. I mean, I don't pick on him just the... the I want him to prove himself. He came in. He did. Stalked... <laughs> yeah, but he, he's, he's a fucking guy's bully. He's a fucking bully. I mean, so instead of being a bully, the kids look up to he this guy. Stop being a bully. I cooled off look, once I got the belt, though. Oh, wait, we're... He's got to look up to a guy like this. They won't get fucking bullied. Okay, so everybody looks up to him. He's 6'4". <laughs> so there's, there's a point. So you're, cool, you're cooling off a little bit now that you have the title. Yes. So what is... The next big goal, the ne- being the champion, you know that can slow it down or even make you complacent. If oh, you're it's not, not slowing down. He just faced three other guys. He faced Kenny King, Willie Mack, and Eli Drake. Four way. Yeah, three different organizations represented yeah. against the FSW heavyweight Oof. champion, and he defeated all of them. Which got top. my respect. We shook hands. We're actually kind of cool right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> I would say that I would what say the you, word. We're not civil. grabbing a steak after this. He's what like, did you tell him, Kevin? What were you gonna do to his neck? Oh well, listen. I said it, there's been a, there's been a few times where the, my microphone has gone completely dead, and Paulie's nowhere to be found. So oh. I told him at the last show if he was gonna put my mic to sleep, I was gonna put his brain to sleep. Ooh. Whoa! So, you know. Now, how much um uh, these events? And I really because um, I've had this this night gig, I've never been able to go when Paul goes, and I just I follow his Twitter feed now backstage I can't go. all night. I know. <laughs> how much talking here? do you have to do before you hit the ring? Do you do a lot of talking to the crowd before you wrestle or after you wrestle? Um, usually I will engage with everyone more so afterwards. Okay. I got to prep because, right. uh, you know, there's no, uh, there's no gumshoe guys coming into the ring. I'm not, I'm not wrestling Gumby anymore. Yeah. Uh, these are really serious guys. They're there to prove a point. And, you know, at any night, any time that I compete, I could lose this. I don't disillusion myself to think that I'm going to be undefeated every single night. Okay. That's something that I need to orchestrate. I need to take control of that. And, uh, to answer your question directly, there's no complacency in me whatsoever. Ooh. I'm never happy where I am. I wasn't happy where I was right when I first got started. I would like to be a part of a major company, but it has to make sense. Right. It has to make sense. I look at companies like Lucha Underground, New Japan Pro Wrestling, NOAA, WWE, Ring of Honor. I mean, personally, and I'll go out on a limb and say this, I think there's a lot of people in those companies that are afraid of what I can do. 
Oh. So prove, prove me wrong. Dropping bombs. There it is. Ice cream social exclusive. There it is. There's people in this company that are afraid of what you can do. I just shit my pants. I just shit my pants right now. So awesome. Uh, how much, uh, let me see, uh, do you choose, we all have different elements of our personality, how much of a, of your persona on the ring is chosen, how much is amplified uh, for you to be more, uh, a bigger star? Hmm. Well, the, I guess the best way I could answer that is, uh, there's Kevin who's sitting in the room with you right now, right? and he's very real, and then there's Kevin Cross at the show. And uh, he's not like the guy you're sitting with in the room. <laughs> he uh, he's also very real, and I think that uh, in this business, people like to think that more of it is a work than it actually is. Yeah, and Kevin Cross is really not a work at all. Okay. So hopefully the people in white coats don't try to take me when I leave this room because they see you're, one of you guys are playing with your phone right now, texting maybe the police or something. But <laughs> I'm just saying <clears throat> it's all very real. I wouldn't uh, laugh. Uh, Kevin, no, I wouldn't laugh. No, it's, a, it's yeah. an extension of who you really are. To a degree, yes, without uh, you know admitting that I've you know uh, committed any <laughs> felonies of any sort. Well, wearing Mickey Mouse headphones right now. Yes. So does <laughs> yes. Hey, he's I, got a soft side too. I own a ski mask, but I don't wear it. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. Got it. Yeah. Very uh, simple. Yes. Sally, uh, Sally. Why do I keep saying Sally? Sally. I'm uh, yeah, right here. Sally. I'm obsessed with right. You're welcome. I've given you a run with this. Trust <laughs> me. Uh, uh, do you do a lot of talking? Uh, uh, yes. There? A little My, too much. Uh, <laughs> Cocksucker. Uh, <laughs> being, the, being the manager, I'm the, uh, I'm the mouthpiece for the okay. worker. Uh, uh, can we challenge you to do a little talk? Can we can we can we pump can we pimp you into some smack talk? Let's uh, smack let's talk? set it up here. So yeah. Sally, let's imagine that uh, someone has just come out. Let's let's put you in the in the role of of managing Kevin once again. And let's say someone has just come out uh, to challenge Kevin for the match. Who's a who's a, an up and comer that might challenge Kevin for the title? Spider right? Warrior. All right. So let's have you. Talk as much smack as you can about Spider Warrior. What, what do we know about? We want to know uh, about who, before he gets smack talk. Who is Spider Warrior? What half? <laughs> one half of the toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one half of the FSW tag, tag team, team champions. champions. Okay, it's a champion versus champion match. Got it. I, I got one actually. I'd like to hear. I'd like. I got one if I could suggest it. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me hear what you'd say to Eli Drake. Okay. Eli Drake. This is Eli TNA Drake, Impact DNA, Wrestling. Uh, uh, superstar okay. Sean Ricker. Former FSW heavyweight champion. Used to be known and, as Sean and current Rick. pigeon head bitch. Oh, wow. Ooh. It's important to put it in there. Okay. You really have a problem with him. No, I, I don't. Like... I just call it like it is. <laughs> Guy walks around like a fucking pigeon. Yeah, just scientifically, <laughs> he is a pinhead bitch. He's got a pigeon's head, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's grafted <laughs> onto his body. There's your next it's t shirt right there, Polly. Yeah. Sell it. <laughs> Yes. It makes money. It's a it's tiny just little pigeon head. Oh. Yeah, it's really gross. Yeah. It's not even a big pigeon head. It's a real no, life size pigeon head. Yeah. There's a lot on, of, a, on a human man's yeah. body. So there's a lot of exposed. And, like from neck far hole. away, you think it's headless, and then no way. There's, no, a, there's tiny a tiny bump pigeon on head. Yes. It's a pigeon head. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Okay. All right. So if you can, Sally. Holy Christ! We stalled for you as much as we could. Yeah. We dragged that pigeon okay. head thing well, out. I didn't do anything anyway. I'm still too high. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eli Drake, you know, you like to go around calling a lot of people dummy. I like to use a different word. I like to use asshole. Let me tell you something, dummy. (laughs) 
You walk around telling everybody you want to pass the gravy. My people know a little bit about gravy, too. Yours is brown. My gravy's red. And it looks like blood. And by the time Kevin Cross is done with you, you're just going to be a puddle of gravy. Dummy. How about it? Nice. Ah, How about it? I was going to add red and brown. Ooh. I want to add red and brown. He's going to knock bloody the brown out of you. He's going to oh, shit yeah. himself. Thank red you, Matt brown. Donnelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Write that down. I like that. It's a good... <laughs> Can you guys be my writers? Sure. <laughs> we, this, is, this, is not, I, this is not the first time Paul and I have come close to this gig. We'd love it. We'd love it. <laughs> we, uh, we, I had a long time ago, we were, I did have some person loosely associated with WWE reach out to me. And I th- Writing-wise, I thought, no, no-brainer. It'd be what so a fun. thrill. But, uh, I've yeah. written for way filthier mouths, so I know that. All right, so... Uh, let's talk about the fifteenth, uh, April fifteenth. You guys will be at the Silver Casino here in Las Vegas. It's gonna be a big event. You guys aren't gonna be the only league represented, right? There's gonna be other leagues there as well, perhaps. We always have a, a couple names that have okay worked here and there. And actually, right now, let's uh, let's talk about it's gonna be Timothy Thatcher okay. versus Kevin Cross for the FSW Heavyweight Championship in Timothy Thatcher's very first match with FSW. This is. Probably one of the biggest main events in FSW history. We say that each show Except because the last one. it keeps getting better and better and better for sure. Kevin Cross each time. Is it Tony this one, though, he's asked for. Okay, so you've requested this. is a big deal. This you is, want it. Yeah, I'm not trying to dodge anybody. Believe me, everyone can, uh, can say whatever they want. They're dodging me. Okay. okay. Whenever my name is brought up to people that are, oh, whatever, you know, like the guys that are, uh, you know, competing, they sneer, oh, what's he done? What's I done? Well, get in the ring with me and I'll show you what this I'll fucking do. This is a champ. Do. Who's seeking out to defend his title? A true right. fighting champion. A true fighting champion. Mm-hmm. These guys are hiding behind their fucking uh, abbreviated letters. They're big companies. Uh. <laughs> They're hiding behind those fucking letters. I don't care what anybody says. That's the fucking truth. I now, when agree. you when you get champs from different matches to come over, how hard is it as a commissioner to figure out whether belts come in the line, like, and how to figure out how that goes? We have to discuss that with the management of the other company itself. Sometimes they say, yeah, they can go there and work. They're allowed to, but they're not representing our company. Sometimes they say, sure, put the title on the line. Okay. It's all depending on the relationship. Most most promoters are pricks. FSW, right. they're pricks as well, but they're easy to work with. They're good guys. They're, they have good heads on their shoulders. Okay. Kevin's defended our belt where? Uh, Oklahoma. Yep, I've been going right. to Oklahoma, California, Arizona, uh, possibly in the UK by the end of the year. Still working on that one. That's you can a big one. Go back one. to Canada. Absolutely, that could be happening in July for Destiny Wrestling, which actually just uh, recently got a TV deal. They're wow! Running wow. out of Toronto. And where where do you see FSW in the in the wrestling world? Is it doing well? Is it where, where are the ambitions at? What, what would make it better? We do live events at Las Vegas casinos mm-hmm. in front of several hundred fans. We are on TV once a week, my LV TV, 1 a.m. You can set the DVR for that, youtube.com slash Wrestling with several shows from the past. So we're pretty damn big. Good. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to check it out. I can't wait to April 15th. I want to tax I'll just, day. I'll just personally go out there and say it's a far more fun product than anything the WWE is working on right now, NXT included. I like NXT. But you guys, every you. every live show I've attended, I've always been thoroughly I'm, entertained. I'm going to try to come to the show on April 15th. You'll fucking I know. love Paul's it. Giddy. Paul gets giddy about these. I, yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll put it out there if I don't. It, it's not it's not bullshit. It's fucking good stuff. Okay, so put on a good show. It starts at what time? How long does it go? How many matches are you going to see? Do you know? You're going to see around uh, eight to nine matches on the card. Uh, several matches. You'll see some tag team matches you'll see uh, you might even see disco inferno even show up WCW's no disco will show just yeah, he'll be there <laughs> if he's hungry he'll show up 
Anytime you can see a WCW legend like Disco Inferno. <laughs> anytime when he you can could see NWO member Disco Inferno. <laughs> anytime you could see tag team champion this is like, Disco Inferno. This is like Key and Peele where you have like Barack Obama and Barack Obama's inner thoughts. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much, Commissioner uh, and uh, Sally. 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 And I thank you, too. (laughs) Thank you, Sally, as well. And uh, Kevin, uh, you know we've we've gotten people right before their their big their big breaks on the show before. So I hope, I hope I hope this is the same here. It feels yeah. like it is. I got yeah. that feeling in my gut. I, I think yeah, this is going to be one of those in a yeah. couple years. People are going to be looking this interview up to to hear the man. He's got this, and I'm, I'm sure he's sick of hearing it. But he has a rock quality to him. He's, Thank you. He, a certain he, je ne sais quoi. He's a certain no. He, hey 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 no. Dwayne Dwayne the Rock he's a nice Johnson. Guy. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry. It's, it's Italian for gravy. Um, uh, but uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a good looking fierce. Would not be surprised. Guy. Really great things down the road. Yeah for you. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, so uh, yeah, we can't wait to exploit your success for our own uh, uh, website hits. Yep. <laughs> uh, looking forward to that. Thank get you. Get out there, America. April fifteenth. Yeah. Join Jacob and possibly Paul or I will figure it out. Yeah. Uh, April fifteenth. I feel like one of us wants to go. Uh, it has to. Be, well, I understudy Paul, so it has to be one of us or the other. One of us has to take the night off. And <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you understudy him? Yes. Yeah. I do. Wow. I do. Because Paul's more talented. No. Um, so no. uh, uh, go, no. out and, go out and, uh, and check it out. Yeah, I think, just I think I'm going to plan to be there. April 15th. Yeah. Uh, and then you, uh, you guys go. always put stuff on your Facebook page as well, right? Always. You can go to Future Stars of Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, all social media. Okay, so check it out on YouTube future. especially. You have to check out Future yeah. Stars Wrestling watch on YouTube the show. and watch all the past events. Just mm-hmm. Googling Future Stars of Wrestling, tons of videos come up. It looks like a, it looks like a really great product. So excited for you guys. And thank you so much for coming. No, really thank you. This has, been, this has been great. Thanks so you much. It's fantastic. Kevin, you can say... Something. I'm so I'm surprised Fuck you. Off. Okay. <laughs> Very calm. Thank you for not breaking anything. I appreciate that. <laughs> Jacob, pull all these drops. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, we'll probably do a little scoop mail at uh, yeah, FSW. All right. Now let's get into the real wrestling. Us versus our listeners. Dun dun dun. dun. Uh, before we do that, we should plug uh, their their information. Okay. Uh, we have at uh, FSW Vegas on Twitter. That's for the Future Stars of Wrestling uh, Las Vegas on Twitter. And then uh, Kevin Cross across the world, A K R O S S the world on Twitter. And and you can just search for Kevin Cross on YouTube. And there are some great videos on there for uh, for the YouTube. <laughs> Message for you, son. Uh, we got one here from Double Scoop Dylan. Thanks for bringing back a great childhood memory. I loved Weebles as a kid. My favorite was the airplane. I would fill it up with Weebles and throw it down the stairs to stage an air crash at the bottom of the steps. Dead Weebles everywhere. Then one day, my best friend threw one at me and hit me in the back of the head. That was the day I realized that Weebles were made much better weapons than toys. I'll bet that's why they don't make them anymore. Fuck you all in the face. Thanks for keeping me laughing during the hardest week I've endured in a long time. Aww. And that's Double Scoop Dylan. Sorry, Thanks, Double Scoop Dylan. Dylan. I hope this week, since it's a new week, I hope you're having a better week. Yes, man. Yeah. yeah. Remember, be like a Weeble. You may wobble, but you will not fall down. Oh, Paul Mattingly, you are a walking fortune cookie, my friend. <laughs> or be like a Weeble and have somebody else throw you at the back of someone's head. Yep. yep. Either way. Either, Either way. way works. Two yeah. Through your fucking day. Uh, we have one here from Scoopy and the Beast. Uh, audio guy question. 
Jacob, when I'm at a show and the host slash comedian slash talent gives the signal for turn the mic on or off, why does it always seem to take two minutes before it happens? <laughs> Fuck you in the face after a two-minute delay, Scoopy and the Beast. Great question. Uh, because no one is ever ready for that sign. Uh, no sound guy is ever ready for someone to say, turn my mic off. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. No, no one is ever prepared for like a comedian to be like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk anymore." <laughs> it doesn't happen often. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Scubo Marks here. Hey, gents, I'm going to try and keep this short uh, sh- as short as I can because I don't want it to seem like some great story with a twist ending. It's more a compliment. Earlier this week, I got a text from an old friend in high school. He was an older kid, but I got along pretty good with him. But we haven't talked in years. Compliment to whom? Him or us? I don't we'll know. See. Are we, are we taking bets? I'm only interested in one. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll come to us. <laughs> uh, partially because we live so far away from each other. Also because he's super religious. Uh, we've been catching up all week, but tonight he just uh, randomly calls me out of the blue and starts talking about some leadership group <laughs> that he's uh, become a part of. Uh, before I can say much, he puts me on the line with his father-in-law, oh, who is also no. in the group. Oh. This this sounds a little, uh, little shady. <laughs> Here this, we go. This is an obelisk. It's my fishing this pole. This is no cast. obelisk. This no. is pyramid. Yeah. The base on this is wide, my friend. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, this guy is giving me all the standard bullshit lines. Do you want to compound interest on your life? Nope. Don't you want to be the best you can be? I'm pass. Don't you want to better handle your financial life? No, nah, I kind of like I kind of like it as a tornado. Yeah. That I stick my hand into. The last of which I responded to with... Like those Chuck E. Cheese ticket booths. Oh. <laughs> So much fun. That's how I want to handle my finances. <laughs> the last of which I responded to with student loans are paid off and I have no debt. He seemed flustered as what to say next. After an hour and a half of me squeezing real questions into their repeated wow. straight out of a brochure oh, stick, man. I still could not get any goddamn straight answers as to what the fuck they do or don't sell. <laughs> the guy asked me what I was doing this Saturday and if I was interested in a $200 starter pack. Oh, finally. <laughs> Oh, for the nothing, I know what's going on? Sure. What a deal. Here's $200. Oh, and that's just to start? Great. (laughs) Can't wait to pay more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is the first money you'll give them. Fuck. And besides that line of bullshit, only uh, two days before this, I got a call from a girl who was also once my friend, but I haven't heard from in two years, asking me to check out her beauty products page, another Ponzi-like group that I won't name, but it's very popular right now. Eventually, I'll laugh at all this shit, but right now, I'm just so pissed off, disgusted, and feeling pretty worthless. So all that being said, earlier today, I posted on Twitter the Nissan commercial you guys had done a few years ago. Oh, nice. Uh, And after watching that, I feel much better. Seeing you guys be silly and funny puts me in a better mood. Uh, This will sound maybe corny and goofy, but three strangers from Las Vegas, Nevada, and many of their Twitter followers actually are better friends to me than those two people who just came out of the woodwork to use me and sell their, their vague, useless schemes. That's not strange. I interact more with podcast listeners than almost anyone else mm-hmm. uh, on social media now. So we, it's, it's, it's... We try our best the, to... The feeling uh, is mutual. Right. The feeling is mutual. It's, it, it feels great to hear from you guys. It really does. Yeah. It surprises you, uh, me when, when I listen to a non... Or when I when I interact with a non-scoop on Twitter, it surprises me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Either congregation member or scoop mm-hmm. uh, uh, for me. And then uh, also like uh, when I see other scoops... Uh, Talking with each other? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. 
And all of a sudden they just take up and like... It's really wonderful. I was part of a Black Mirror conversation with two scoops who were two totally different locations and we all were talking about the show together on Twitter. It was great. Pretty great. Awesome. Uh, and then hopefully with that Nissan commercial, you'll see Paul and I in action again. We went to an audition the other day. Yeah, we haven't heard anything yet. I guess no, there's supposed to be callbacks. callbacks. this week, yeah. Is um, it later? Okay. We didn't get our audition time until like the day before last time. All so. right, so I was winning it then. I, I, I was waking up this morning like, oh well, fuck that. No, I, I think we're. I'm feeling good still. Okay, great. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see us in a, nice. in a uh, new commercial. All right, that's my feeling. I love it. Is it a commercial? It's a commercial web video promotion type of thing. Great. It doesn't matter. Anymore. It's a Ponzi scheme. There's no. It's all a gray. It's area. coverage, baby. Yeah. It's, it's our a faces it's a Ponzi scheme, there. but you're getting it at the ground level. So yeah, it's exactly. fine. Paul, just give me two hundred dollars, and I'll show you how much of your commercial yeah. we're gonna. I want to do a Ponzi scheme. Where you just go, <laughs> hey, and you hit jukeboxes, jukebox repair. Do you want your jukeboxes performing at optimal levels? All I gotta do is hit it. Boom. Fonzie scheme. Do you want more control over uh, fritzy electronical devices around you in general? Do you find yourself staring in the mirror about to comb your hair but then realizing everything's in perfect place as it is and you don't need to fuck with it? <laughs> then you need the Fonzie scheme. <laughs> Sit on it. <laughs> oh, Step I was, into my office. I was part of the Fonzie scheme early and then I jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is not a hashtag for Fonzie scheme on Twitter, so oh, let's go ahead and uh, make that yes. happen. Oh, yeah. Fonzie scheme. Hashtag Fonzie scheme. Go ahead. Meme your face off. With a little Henry Winkler and a nod. <laughs> yep. We should put Henry Winkler on there, too. He's on, he's, he's pretty active on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I follow him sure. on Twitter. Fonzie scheme. I yep. like it. Fonzie scheme. Uh, it's weird when you realize you fu- you trust a podcast and their fan base more than certain people you know in real life. So thanks for that. And with the utmost sincerity, Matt, Paul, and Jacob, and all the scoops, I fucking love you people. Fucking you all in your face with tears of joy raining down on your heads. Wow. Scoopo Marks. Thanks, Scoopo Marks. You know, I'm a leather jacket member of the Fonzie scheme. <laughs> Ooh. You did get in early. I'm at that level, yeah. I'm uh, still just switchblade comb. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make it. You'll make right. it. You say. Uh, do, what do you got? I got more? one more here uh, from uh, Dr. Scoopanomics. This is a quickie. Hello, gentlemen. I just wanted to share my excitement with the Scoop community. I got accepted to two PhD programs in economics, batting a solid 1,000 as I have only heard from two programs. Still right. waiting to hear about uh, funding from the two programs and still waiting for answers from six others. Keep up the good work. Hopefully, I can afford to join the Patreon group with a swanky grad school stipend. Oh. All the best. We're keeping our tabs on you, my friend. Is that right? We're, we're looking for you postgraduate. Post-graduate That's what I was going to say. Exactly, guy. exactly. We're going to look for you when you know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> and then we're going to be like, help us. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 I think you're going to help us a lot more than you think. Yeah. If, you're going, if, you're, if you've got that kind of degree going on. You are definitely in our Fonzie scheme. <laughs> that is the soon-to-be doctor of scoopanomics. <laughs> All right. Do we owe people uh, haikus and uh, Absolutely, limericks? we do. And I even have those written down right here. Good. Uh, let's see. From Chris Roberts. Uh, hello, can I please have a limerick about... Chris this- Roberts behind Wing Commander? Am I, is Chris Roberts actually listening to this show? I would freak the fuck out. That's it. Chris Same Roberts. Way. It is. It oh, is Chris ahead. Roberts. All right. Great. There's a little drum for Chris Roberts. What's this about? Uh, this is a limerick about Disney XD dedicated to my son, Jake Roberts, at the famous Jake on Twitter. If you haven't seen Jake's Disney XD videos, it's worth a look. For those of you listen to Geek Shock, you know Disney XD. The X stands for extra. The D stands for dick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. A Disney XD limerick. That's it. 
<laughs> Don't be a knob or a twit. This channel for kids is a good fit. Just throw it on and let it play, son. Extra dick is what you will get. Nice. <laughs> Chris Sheffield would like a limerick about Paul driving a joke into the ground, and that's dedicated <laughs> to the scoops. <laughs> When he starts, it's always among my fears. But sometimes it brings my laughter to tears. This determined bloke won't let off this joke as this horse has been dead for four years. <laughs> Good one. Crocoduck Scoop. Could I get a limerick dedicated to my wife, Crystal, about the challenges of being a mother of five kids? Thanks. So much screaming. I just want to park it. Oh, shit. I fucked it up. Okay. okay. You go. Uh, Five kids all on the attack. It's like we've been feeding them crack. Running nuts in the home. Wish they'd leave us alone. Spread your legs. Let's put a couple of them back. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up and I was going for the wrong little piggy line. Oh, I was trying oh. to go, little piggy goes home. And I, I was going to rhyme with the little piggy went to the market, which was going to be well, so my what did, what did you say? And I was like, what is he going to rhyme Park it. I was going yeah, for market. Park it. And I was like, uh, what are you going to rhyme with? Market. Yeah, I was a little piggy go to the market, but that's not going to be. It wasn't. You want this little piggy yeah, wants to stay hit. home, is yeah, what yeah, I wanted yeah. to be. There. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So right. I had to back off. That was close. Uh, oh, Howard thanks. Jackson would like a limerick <laughs> about uh, no war, no more Howard Johnson jokes. Uh, three of my alleged facts have been a joke about the Howard Johnson's hotel chain. While the boys take on uh, this joke made me laugh, and they were unique. I must say that every time I have been in a newspaper, the reporter has gotten my name wrong and called me Howard Johnson. Oh, and this is the guy who's he's going to be hanging out with us, so we got to get it right. We well, gotta please him. Uh, well, this has happened at least five times in my life. Needless to say, I do not own a chain of hotels. To reference uh, the thing that we just talked about, you're always going to be Howard Johnson in my book now. It's always going to be. Always- you should not have told Paul that you don't like a certain type of joke. <laughs> you my hojo. Yeah. I go hojo. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a, what is it going to be about? About no more Howard Johnson jokes. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Limerick uh, complete. Uh, you seem to have the wrong place. I'm ready to spray you with mace. You dumbass bloke. I don't like this joke. I'll put my flap jacks right upon your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ian A. Chapman would like a limerick about Wonder Woman insulting Batman and or Superman. You boys think you're really badass, but your egos are just made of glass. You with cowl and cape and you, the Krypton escape. Fuck you both. I'm a real life godass. Uh, Justine Scoopa Karma Cannon would like a limerick about those two or about those people who insist on talking way too close with horrible coffee breath dedicated to a repeat offender from the office. Oh, that might be me too. <laughs> I think I'm guilty of that. Hey, you have a minute? I want to chat. <laughs> Come over here, let me tell you where it's at. I talk right in your face with my coffee breath embrace. Ugh. Get it. Smell it. There's no rhyme. There's no rhyme. Report. Report. Ass. Something at. My breath smells like ass? No, it was at. I fucked it up. I was trying to, yeah. That's like me. I always fuck up my C rhyme on the flamenco song, so fuck a show. All right. And then we have some haikus here. Smell my stinky breath. Too late. Too late. 
Jamie Robinson. Uh-huh. Jamie Robinson. Here's to you, Jamie Robinson. She would like a haiku about a fantasy clash between my two favorite giant monsters, Godzilla and the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. This is going out to my friend Bob, the only person I know who is a bigger Ghostbusters fan than me. Haiku, Godzilla versus Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Godzilla, Stay Puff. Fire breath will toast marshmallow. Whoops. One too many. <laughs> Fire breath will toast marshmallow. No, that was right. You said fire, like fire was two syllables. Fire! <laughs> oh. Fire, on Fire the breath will toast marshmallow. Okay. And Jonathan would like a haiku about giving up on a limerick about John Cena slash He-Man because you're too tired. (laughs) Dedication to Paul. (laughs) John Cena is real. He-Man he is fictional. They are both real big. Yeah. That's some limerick and haiku action for you right there, Scoops. Uh, if Sexy. You need, if you need a lim- little uh, limerick and haiku action in your life, head on over to patreon.com slash heyscoops and get in on that action. But right now, it's time for a little jock versus nerd. Let's do this. Explosion, guys. Guys, it blew up in your face. Boom. From the Double Do Scoop. Hello, you fabulous, frolicking, fuckadelic ministers of funny. Jack vs. Nerd list for you. If this is too long, feel free to reduce the number of items. I will. Jack list for Paul. I live in western Wyoming now, but I grew up a Packer fan in Minnesota during the 80s when the Minnesota Vikings were good and my Packers were horrible. My grandfather was an original shareholder of the Packers, and I am now a shareholder, but growing up in Minnesota was tough. The one thing I had going for me that was, uh, wait, the one thing that I had going for me was that for as good as the Vikings were on the field, they were consistently getting into crazy shenanigans off the field. Here is a list of crazy things the team or players did. For each one, tell me if it is true or false. Ooh. As if the sound level in the inflatable toilet that was the Metrodome wasn't enough. The team piped in sound right behind the opponent's bench area so that the other team couldn't communicate. Paul, true or false? True. It is true. This was known the for Atlanta years. Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons did that. There were a few teams that did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one ever th- did anything about it despite constant complaints from opponents. 
Number two, the Love Boat Scandal, a pleasure cruise on a local lake that featured hookers and strippers shipped in from Atlanta to Minneapolis along with several members of the Vikings. That is true. Also is true. true. The stories abound of double-headed dildos and accusations of sexual assault from this pleasure cruise turned PR nightmare for the team. Mm. I always wondered, are there not hookers and strippers in Minneapolis? Why do they have to import them from Atlanta? Um, they the all stay. At, they all stay their, at Prince's house. It's the. It's a. I, honestly, I know. I think it's a race issue. Oh, I think they want a black girls. Oh, that sorry. realness made me uncomfortable. I know, right? I'm sorry. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the level of jock coming out right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Atlanta, uh, number th- Atlanta supposedly is a reputation for having the finest. Uh, black strippers around the the country i would bet that's true yeah i've heard <laughs> i'm just gonna stay quiet let this, let this let this awkward on my walking in. tour that i took <laughs> through historic downtown atlanta <laughs> coke roid rage and knives equal fun in the 1980s during training camp some viking players regularly had very raucous house parties that included games with knives booze and cocaine which added to the rampant roids of the time uh, made for multiple police calls true that is false oh ass something like this may have happened but it never made the news oh trickery Chicanery. In the 1980s, the hard-charging party quarterback Tommy Kramer allegedly ran his Corvette into the brick facade of a Hardee's, a.k.a. Carl Jr.'s, after a long evening of coke and booze, allegedly. I will say that's uh, true. That is true. One of my favorite Viking stories, this guy had quite the reputation in the cities, even as kids knew how legendary his partying was. I'll tell you what's interesting about that. As a kid who grew up with Hardee's at his hometown in Richmond, or uh, Lebanon, Kentucky. Right. We had a Hardee's, and we'd go to Hardee's for uh, breakfast after church, and we'd get the biscuits, and they were so goddamn good, those fucking biscuits. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Hardee's had inclined brick walls on the sides of their building. You could run up them as a little kid, like, uh, I don't know. 45 degree angle uh-huh. right up to the windows. Yeah. Like you had the sidewalk and then you had this. Inc- so I bet he drove up that incline. Oh, that'd be pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I got one more here for you, Paul, and it's about Randy Moss. So much good material yeah. to use with Mr. Moss. Mm-hmm. In early 2002, good old Randy Moss ran over a cop while he had a lit joint in his car. True. It's true. And he didn't <laughs> say allegedly, so he must have been convicted of this. There it is. Uh, He was driving through downtown Minneapolis. As he ran a red light, a traffic cop tried to stop him, but instead of stopping, he ran into her, knocking her down, uh, then got pulled over again and spent the evening in jail for knocking over the cop and for possession. Class fella. Nerd list for Matt. Ready. I'm an IT nerd working in the IT field for about 10 years now. True. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) But not much of a cultural nerd, i.e. comic books, cartoons, etc. However, I do geek out big time on Game of Thrones. I have read each book at least twice, Mm. watched each each episode at least three times. Here is a list of crazy things that did or did not happen in either the show or the books. For each one, tell me if it's true or false. Okay. Number one, the bastard Ramsay Snow tortures Tyrion Lannister and forces him to eat parts of his own body that Ramsay has removed. That sounds true. 
It is false. He does torture Theon Greyjoy, though, uh, chopping off his penis and taunting him with a sausage afterwards. Oh, that must have been what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's probably it. Have you uh, seen that? No. Is rough stuff. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> sounds, doesn't sound delightful. It's good. It's good. Thank you for that. It's that, really tough. That in-depth analysis. It's, it's really rough. It's, it's a bit rough. No, but the, I mean, but those guys really play it to the bone. I, I have to say, uh, haha. I have to say, I give them a lot of credit. Those actors really made it convincing and horrific uh, in ways that it didn't become silly at all. It's gross. Uh, number two, the Red Priestess. Melisandre gives birth to a shadow spirit who assassinates Rinley Barathan. Bar- Baratheon. There we go. True. There it is. It's true. Uh, funny how this scene is disturbing yet quite sexy considering the actress who plays Melisandre is fully naked and sexy as hell. Number three, the then queen Cersei and her brother Jamie are caught mid-sibling fuckfest by Brian Stark in a tower so Jamie pushes him out the window to cripple him. Brand. True. Yes. Yes, it is true. Well done. Uh, what can you say about this one? It's fucked up. And uh, number four, Jon Snow, the bastard son of Lord Eddard Stark, gruesomely thrusts his thumbs into the eyes of Viserys Targaryen, crushing his skull and thus killing him in a trial by combat. False. It is false. Something like this did happen between the mountain uh, Gregor Klingy, 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 something like that. And the Red Viper, I'm not even going to try. And Viserys dies with a golden crown, which is molten gold poured over his head by his brother-in-law. Yeah. That's how I want to go. It just didn't, honestly, just didn't sound perverse enough for me. Like, I just like, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> like conventional. Yeah, that sounds conventional. No. <laughs> That's something that's going to happen in real life. Yeah. I could accidentally crush him with skull through the eyes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm just not, that's not Game of Thrones material. And last one for you. After Tyrion Lannister was found guilty of killing his nephew, King Joffrey, he was able to escape his cell, but before fleeing to safety, he first had to stop by his father's chambers and kill him with a crossbow uh, while Daddy Dearest took a shit on his throne. True. It's true. It's one of my favorite scenes. Tyrion gets his revenge. There you go, fellas. I hope you enjoyed my little lists. Thanks for all the laughs, and I am super psyched. I can now support you guys via the Patreon. Thank you very much for that. Fucking you in the faces gently while vomiting in a Minnesota Vikings helmet and watching some Game of Thrones. Matt, the double deuce scooped. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, double deuce. Awesome. That's good stuff. All right. Uh, if you uh, want to send us in a Jockverse Nerd or a Scoop Mail, you can go to heyscoops.com. There's a, a Scoop Mail form right there on the homepage. Um, if you want to support the show in any other way, to be thanked on the air like we're about to do through our allegedly facts or just a regular name thanks, or if you want to have a haiku or limerick given to you uh, uh, on the show, you can be a part of patreon.com slash heyscoops, and you can support for as little as a dollar to help keep this show going a lot of big plans in the works we've met some effective people here and of course we have to be we're also working on getting all your prizes out to you yep. as well another big batch of stickers is uh being made up uh maybe as we speak i don't know if there, there might be a lunch break i don't know i don't, sure, I don't, they're like, making I don't them like now. keep track of it on camera but big thanks to all of you who have uh, been uh pledging with the patreon stuff it means the world to us and uh thank you thank you thank you and uh especially a lot of, we have a new a lot of a lot of new patrons and so uh, a special thanks goes out to annie annie uh, i was uh, just annie, about to 
say. Annie at mattandmaggie.com. Annie does a fantastic job. We should be thanking her first and last every time we do thank yous. We really should. Annie Uh, Annie goes above and beyond. She is the only reason we're as on top of the Patreon stuff as we are. Right. Is because of Annie. Yeah. She's doing a fantastic job. We're making her name bad by by not having everything done. Yep. Uh, But Annie is way on top of it uh, and uh, and sends us very detailed uh, breakdowns uh, every week and we really appreciate it. Also, she's agreed to handle problems. If you have a, if you have a question about your your Patreon reward or how it's going to go down or what's going on, uh, email Annie at mattandmattingly That's A N N I E at mattandmattingly Be nice to Annie. Be nice. She's awesome. She's totally, fucking be nice to Annie. She's fucking totally volunteer and she's fantastic. She's the best. Uh, I just want to thank our visual mafia. I want to thank our audio mafia. I want to thank all the people on our social media. And uh, of course, I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. I also allegedly want to thank. I'd like to thank Brian Valdivizio, who allegedly goes by the great Valdivizio, the amazing magician whose signature (laughs) trick is making a rabbit appear from his penis. I want to thank the great uh, Adam Morales, who goes by the name The Great Morals, who goes on stage and just judges people for choices they've made in places that uh, morality is in question. (laughs) I'd like to thank uh, Buster Kamikaze, who is uh, Buster Keaton's less successful brother. He only had one good (laughs) comedy stunt film, and it ended pretty poorly. I want to thank Amy Dribilbis, um, uh, whose last name means to drill through balls. Mm. Amy Dribilbis. Big thanks to C. Wick, uh, who uh, is married to C. Candlestick. I want to thank Autumn uh, Kowalishan. Uh, God bless you. Thanks to Carolyn Albert, uh, who started off as a Crayola color and has been changed. She is now a Play-Doh version. I want to thank Barry Rowe, who is Rob Lowe's Asian brother. Thanks to Charles Shear, investment banker. (laughs) Thanks to... Ben Kapal, state planner. Hey, what up to Chris Ellis, who owns this badass island, if you ever get a chance to check it out. Uh, uh, heads up for Billy Bob, who allegedly invented uh, the idea of floating in the ocean. Hey, Christine Phillips. She made light bulbs. Hey, how about Blake Scoopiter Ascending Martin? Four dicks. What? Four dicks on Blake. Get out of here. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Corey Lynn. Corey Lynn, made of electricity. Uh, shout out to Robbie, short for Roberty. Oh, no, it's Bobby. Did I say Robbie or Bobby? You said Robbie. You said Robbie. Shoot, my brother's name is Robbie. That's why. It's all good. Hey, shout out to Bobby for not being either of the things I just said. Big shout out to Danny Nichols, who can stop on a dime. Shout out to Brad Kefauver, shout out to Brad Kefauver, who allegedly could stop at a bottle of kefir, <laughs> and of course uh, Brian Lehman, who is uh, is not a lawman but a Lehman. That's not a joke. Shout out to Brian Lehman. <laughs> it's a joke to me. Not a Lee woman, but a Lee man. That's as good as I'm going to get right now. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. And thank you, Adam Rabiznek, Ali Scooper, Andrew Spencer, Anna Corbold, Holy Marshmallow Lightly, and String, Ant Foods, Bill Adler, Brad Martin, Brandon, Brandon Lee, Bruce Williams, Cameron Kiddo, Charles Jessie, Chris Baker, Chris Hall, Christine Alesser, 
Daniel Brown Jr., Dave Bogus, turn the page, David K., Dave Smith, David Vavillian, Dwayne Webb, Ed, uh, Finn Stephenson, Fred Bashara Jr., Frunkus, Genevieve Harlan, <laughs> Greg Frunkus. <laughs> I like Frunkus. <laughs> Greg Recton, Griffin McTee, and hardcore Cirque fans, Ian Ryder, and the Ice Blue Scoop. Thank you so much, everybody. Frunkus. Frunkus. <laughs> ah, Frunkus. All right. Uh, thank you. If you want to be a supporter as well, go to patreon.com and get your name on that list as well. Uh, if you're just a listener and a subscriber, thank you so much for being a scoop. Uh, a lot of changes in the work for our homepage, and uh, we're going to be creating some uh, new content as well. Very excited uh, for things nude to come. Nude content. Nude. nude content. Sweet, sweet nude content. <laughs> Every episode is nude content for we me. Got a, we got a note, Paul, uh, from the phone call is that we have uh, a large percentage of... Uh, uh, we have a large group of twenty young twenty-something males that don't engage on our Facebook page. That was a note we got from our, our consultant. Yeah, you mean? Are you here to tell me that twenty-somethings have left Facebook for? Uh, <laughs> no, they they're they're on. they're on it, and they just don't engage in our Facebook page. Yes, guys, all you had to do is press the like on us. <laughs> We send funny stuff up that's, there. That's not, yeah, we got to figure out how to engage them. Not Oh, how to not, engage them even yeah. more. I think it's our fault. So so it's they our like, fault they like the page. They just don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, they just don't go there. All right, we'll try and put something up that you'll care about, 20-somethings. <laughs> I'll, I'll do Nude my best. Nude pictures of Paul Maddox. I'm going to start researching EDM DJs. <laughs> and uh, and uh, beard recipes. <laughs> that's what they're into. All right. They're beard into recipes. they're into dance music and beard recipes. All right, how to make this fucking artisanal beard? <laughs> Take it away, Dippin' Dots Jack. We'll see you soon. Hang around after this song for more songs, or don't. Twenty uh, somethings, hang the fuck around. <laughs> no, you know what? Don't listen to the songs. Go engage on the Facebook page. <laughs> Leave your best artisanal beard recipe, and we'll see. We'll, we'll do a we'll do a beard off and compare. Beard off. America's test beard. Kitchen artisanal beard. It's too late in the episode to make an episode title. That's good. It is too late in the episode for that. Thanks again to FSW at FSW Vegas and at Across the World. Thanks, guys. Paul, it's song time. Yes, it is. We've had pro wrestlers in the house, and now we're going to sing some little ditties. Because those two seem to work very well together. Oh, ditties. Uh, We have one here from Justine Scoop of Karma Cannon. Mm -hmm. This month, I'm dedicating my song request to Creamer Jean. She said she felt like a freeloader due to some personal reasons, which prevent her from being able to contribute to Patreon at this point in time. We are a scoop family, and I will not hear such talk. So, for Creamer Jean, her song request topic is, I accidentally kidnapped a grown man. Don't you hate it when accidents like that happen? Accidentally put a dude in my trunk. I accidentally 
drove across the state lines I accidentally Chained him to a wall in my big closet I accidentally Fed him only pizza and pies and other things that I could slide under the door Only thin flat door food Pizza pies and pancakes For my accidentally kidnapped man I accidentally had a guy come over and marry us in a ceremony I accidentally got pregnant with four of his babies He's still in the closet by the way I accidentally had our 20 year family reunion there in the room with the big closet And everyone was so happy to hear dad talking From the other side of the closet door Pizza pies and pancakes Pizza pies and pancakes Pizza pies and pancakes Flat food you can slide under the door only flat food. Oh, hold on. Someone's knocking. What? Did you not get enough pizza pies or pancakes tonight, hon? I'm a little... I'm a little hungry. Alright, here's a pizza. Thanks, babe. I love you. Accidentally. I love you? That's right, you do. If you want more pancakes, you better. I do. Okay, then shut up. <laughs> uh, let's see, Matt Handley would like uh, a song in the style of Rammstein, looking for a dick in Germany, dedicated to Matt Anderson, yeah, the soldier. I got it. Matt Anderson, whose real name is not Matt Anderson. Uh-huh. Oh. Some wiener. Why is it hard to find any wiener? Oh wait, I fucked up. Cock to cock to cock hunt. Dick, dick hunt, 
Dick hunting. I am trying hard to find some Wiener schnitzel for my behind. Cock. Cock. Where's the Wiener that I'm hunting? I don't need any hunting. Just cock. Only cock. For men, dick hunting for men, dick hunting for men. I'm hunting for men. Where are the men again? Dick. Nine. Das dick! Nine o'clock. <laughs> it's nine o'clock and I got no wiener. Uh, last one today. We got one from Sodpen. Style of Iron Maiden topic, Klingon Honor. Dedication going out to the real musicians, the bass players. <laughs> If you know what I mean. And if you speak Klingon, you do. Honor of the Klingon warriors screaming from below. Stovacore will be my resting place. This you should know. I will join my father and my father's father too. When I stick my Markleth inside you. to everyone that has to listen to Paul sing at Fifty Shades tonight. <laughs> After that. Well, I think that bodes well. Amazing thing. I think that bodes well. <laughs> Sodpen, you've either just made Fifty Shades tonight much better or much, much, much worse. <laughs> I think it cleared my sinuses. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's a little Iron Maiden or Wasabi. 
but at the same effect. I, it drove Matt out of the room. <laughs> Matt literally <laughs> stood up and left. I, I got a note that he could not handle. I, I did. A, I believe on Mike asked you to stop the song, and then you forged ahead with two more refrains. Right, right, right. right. It's an important song. Um, <laughs> it was a meaningful song. It had, had a lot of import. Thanks, Scoops. See you next week. <laughs> we got one good one.